Deuteronomy chapter number 19, and I'm going to, I'm going to read a few verses in your hearing this evening. Deuteronomy chapter number 19 and uh, verse number 3. Thou shalt prepare thee a way and divide the coast of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee to inherit into three parts, that every slayer, somebody say slayer, may flee thither. And uh, this is the case of the slayer. This is the case of the slayer, which shall flee thither that he may live. Whosoever killeth his neighbor ignorantly, whom he hated not in times past. As when a man goeth into the wood with his neighbor to hew wood, and his hand fetcheth a stroke with the axe to cut down the tree, and the head slippeth off the hill, and uh, lighteth upon his neighbor that he die, he shall flee unto one of these cities and live, lest the avenger of the blood pursue the slayer. Everybody say, the avenger of the blood. Pursue the slayer. While his heart is hot, and overtake him because the way is long, and slay him whereas he was not worthy of death. Inasmuch as he hated him not in times past, therefore I command thee, thou shalt separate three cities for thee. And uh, then he said, And if the Lord thy God enlarge thy coast as he hath sworn to thy fathers, and give thee all the land which he promised to give unto thy fathers. If you'll keep these and so forth, the Lord said he would bless. Now, I notice this. Verse 11. But, but, if a man hate his neighbor and lie in wait for him, and rise up against him, and smite him mortally that he die, and fleeth into one of these cities, then the elders of the city shall send and fetch him thence, and deliver him into the hand of the avenger of blood. Everybody say, avenger of blood, that he may die. Thine eye shall not pity him, but thou shalt put away the guilt of innocent blood from Israel, that it may be well with thee. Verse number 19 said, And uh, then shall ye do unto him as he had thought to have done unto his brother. Everybody say brother. So uh, shalt thou put the evil away from among you. Uh, in the book of Numbers, you don't have to turn to this. This is accounting of the same little story. I normally don't read that much Scripture, but I felt like I needed to. Uh, this is account of the same story. And in verse number 19 of Numbers chapter 35, The avenger of blood himself shall slay the murderer when he meeteth him. He shall slay him. Uh, the revenger of blood, once again in, 20, in verse number 21, the revenger of blood shall slay the murderer when he meeteth him. When he meeteth him. It's very important that you say with me, when he meeteth him. When he meeteth him. Amen. I want to preach for a little while this evening in this, uh, in this message. Uh, I want to preach on the, the blood avenger. The blood avenger. Praise God. Would you lift up both hands and let's love the Lord right now and invite Him to help us in this message this evening. In Jesus' name.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Shake hands with somebody beside of you and say, I sure do love the Lord tonight. Not if they meet, but when they meet. There were some interesting things that happened in the Scripture that God laid down laws for for the next of kin. Usually the next of kin, usually most of the time, was the brother. If someone, as an example, became a slave, then... uh, then uh, the next of kin could help them. If a person in a family had, because of poverty, had, uh, had to sell all they had, then uh, the brother or the next of kin, usually a brother, could come if he had the money, if he had the means, and he could buy his brother's land back. If uh, something happened that he did not have the money to purchase it then, then he could always wait for the day or the year of redemption, Jubilee year. And in the year of Jubilee, then he could go in and, and it was just a cinch in the year of Jubilee. We're, uh, I understand that Israel celebrate this year, the year of Jubilee. And you were there, weren't you? Amen. It was an exciting time for the children of Israel, the Hebrew people, the year of Jubilee. They got back a lot of things, the year of Jubilee, that folks lost that they didn't intend to lose. And in the year of Jubilee, they just walked in and, and took it. That was one of the things. But it had to be the next of kin. Then there was the idea of the next of kin. If a, if a man was married and, and a man died, then the Bible said that his brother had come and marry the uh, widow of his brother uh, and, and raise children and raise seed in honor to his brother. Now, <laughs> I tell you, I'm glad that that law is not in effect today. That, that wouldn't always work out real good. I, amen. I mean, you know, all brothers may not, they, all, they may not all see alike. It might be like, Maybe like those two fellows talking one day, one said to him, said, you know, said, he said, I'll tell you, I'm, he said, I'm sure glad everybody don't see things like I do because he said, if they did, everybody would have wanted my wife. <laughs> His friend said, you better be glad everybody don't see like you do or nobody would have wanted your wife. Yeah. So that didn't always work out real good, but it was a law and God said you had to do it that way. You had to. Uh, you had to marry your, your uh, brother's wife. And, uh, and there were serious consequences if he didn't do it. Among other things that I'm just going to uh, pass by tonight, there was one thing that God said to the children of Israel that God put into law for Israel, and that was uh, in the event that a killing took place. If a killing took place, the Bible said they were to sever cities. And these cities were called cities of refuge. And these cities were designed for a person who had killed somebody. And the Bible said, uh, if they, as an example, he gives the example of you were in the woods 
with your neighbor or a friend and an axe uh, uh, came off of the axe handle and hit your neighbor and your neighbor died and it looked kind of fishy or whatever, then he said what you were to do as the slayer where you were to run to one of the cities of refuge and you could find shelter and help in the city of refuge. There's so many ramifications in this city of refuge that I'll forego tonight. But God, God severed cities that were a refuge for people who were in trouble. Now, so that he said, so that uh, in the event that the avenger of this man's blood, the man who had been slain, his avenger is always to be the nearest of kin, right? Always to be the next of kin. And uh, if he had somebody that was kin to him, then uh, he was killed by someone, then he became what the Bible says, he becomes hot in his spirit. And he becomes wrathful. And he begins to pursue the slayer. And the slayer has a long way to go. But understanding that the avenger of the blood of his brother won't give up easily. He will search. He will actually give up everything in his life that is of importance to him. And he will chase that slayer. And nothing else becomes meaningful to him. Everything else takes second place. And priority number one becomes to the avenger, the blood avenger, of catching the slayer and killing him, hopefully before he gets into the, uh, uh, into the city of refuge. And so the city of refuge was designed for this man that innocently might have killed someone, that, that he could have safety, and the law would protect him. And once he got in the city, then he was to remain in the city. That's right, and stay there. Else, he said, if, if something happened, he was out journeying, uh, you know, outside the city, then the avenger of his blood could kill him, and nobody could say a thing to him because he was the slayer of probably his brother or the next of kin. But it was, if it was all an accident, then the Bible said they were to, they were to sever cities to help save the person who had killed uh, ignorantly. The Bible uses the term ignorantly. Then the Bible says, but, but. Now, of course, the avenger has in his mind that we are going to meet. Matter of fact, God knew it, that it was so powerful in the heart of these blood avengers until, as I said, they would, they would go to all lengths. They would, uh, they would absolutely defy everything in their life just to catch up with the person that slew their brother or their next of kin because they were duty bound by the law of God and, and it would become a, a, a absolute horrible thing, a shame upon them if they did not pursue that slayer until they found him. And so the Scripture said then, when they meet. That's what the blood avenger said. He said, when we meet. Amen. Now, we find in the Bible said, but on the other hand, if there is a man, and he didn't do it ignorantly, uh, he did not do it, uh, uh, you know, uh, accidentally. But the Bible said 
He lies in wait. You see that? He lies in wait in verse number 11. And he arises up against this man. And the Bible said he smites him mortally. He takes an instrument and he smites him mortally until he dies. Amen. Then the Bible said he, if he runs and flees to one of the cities, that's all right. But when he gets there, then the Scripture says that, uh, that because he is guilty... And he is a murderer. And there's no denying it. He is a murderer. He took the life of an innocent person. You see, in the Bible, when God set up Israel as a nation, uh, murder, God, God established laws. And, and one law was that for every wrong that was done, restoration had to take place. If you committed a wrong, didn't matter what it was, in order for you to make things right, you had to restore that. I still think uh, that as far as humanly possible, I still think that carries over even today. Restoration needs to take place. Amen. If a thief steals something, I don't believe he can just steal it and then come and say, Lord, I want you to forgive me for stealing that and then go on and enjoy it. I believe he steals it. Amen. And God forgives him and needs to take it back. Y'all feel that way about it? Amen. All right. I thought you did. Now, everybody happy to say amen. amen. Now, I want you to say amen tonight, every now and then, but I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Amen. I feel the Lord just moving in a, in a marvel. Y'all are just, just sitting there, just waiting for something big to happen, aren't you? Hallelujah. <laughs> everybody happy looks at your neighbor and says, I'm waiting for something to happen. So he said, if this, this blood avenger... He, he, would, he would chase him. And the Bible said uh, that they had to make retribution. There had to be a restoration that had to take place. You had to restore under the law. If, you, if somebody stole something, he had to restore. And sometimes, by the way, he had to restore better than what he took. Sometimes he had to restore more than he had taken. That's the truth. So the one that was stolen from actually became better off after the thief brought back what he had originally stole from him than he was before he fall, uh, fell under the hands of the thief. Amen. So, and then, of course, a murderer. Now, a murderer, there was no way that a murderer could restore the life he had taken. So God set up a law. God said, a man that sheds man's blood, then by man shall his blood be shed. Not in order to satisfy the ghost of the slain person, but in order to satisfy the law, amen, the law of God, uh, so that those that would follow suit and do the same thing may look and see that the law punishes murderers. And if a man kills uh, voluntarily and he kills and murders somebody, not in a time of war, not in a time of an accident, but literally murders someone, then the Bible said he should, in lieu of that, he should forfeit or forego his life. It has always been every nation that's ever been a nation had to have capital punishment in that nation. And God instituted capital punishment in the, in the nation of Israel for murderers, for murderers. So he said, now, this blood avenger is going to be on the trail of the, of the slayer, the one that hath killed his brother. He's going to be on his trail because he did it deliberately and he did it purposely. Now, I believe God has something in mind for us when he talks about this murderer, this killer that does this on purpose. Because, you see, I believe that you and I, I believe that becomes a 
very shadow of you and I. Amen. The Bible puts it this way. The Bible said there was a man that was walking down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And the Bible said, and he fell among thieves. And the thieves stripped him of his raiment. And the thieves beat him. And the thieves rolled him over in the ditch. And the Bible said they left him half dead. Actually, the purpose of the thieves were uh, to kill him. They thought they would leave him there and there'd never be any hope, any chance of the man restoring from his life. So we fell among thieves. It was Adam. Every one of you are Adam. Every one of us are represented by Adam. When Adam fell, you and I fell through Adam. And let me tell you that when Eve partook of the forbidden fruit and the devil brought the sin, he was the slayer and he brought the sin. And brother, when he brought that cruel instrument of sin and he brought a fatal blow upon mankind, I want to tell you, he did it shrewdly. He did it deliberately. He did it out of hatred. He laid out a plan. He devised a plan and an idea. He laid in wait. And he waited for mankind to come along where he could fall upon him and kill him. Amen. So he was brutally murdered. The Bible puts it this way. In Romans chapter number 8, the Bible said, whereas by the, by the disobedience of one man, death came upon us all. So the Bible said death reigned from Adam unto Moses, even upon those that sinned not after the similitude of Adam's transgression. I want you to know that because of what the devil did and deceived Eve and the sin he introduced into the world, he killed mankind. Death has passed upon the entire human race. Hallelujah. When you were born, you were born with death. Every baby that's born has the sentence of death within them. We, we, we are coming to this world because we are born in sin. Amen. In iniquity we were conceived. Death has passed upon all men because of the fatal blow that the devil put upon us. I want to tell you, he killed us. He killed you out of hatred. Amen. He killed us out of just the bare fact that he hated you because you were the creation of God. He hated what you were. He hated what God was doing in the Garden of Eden. He hated He hated this beautiful relationship that Adam and Eve had with God. He hated every bit of it. I want to tell you, you were so hated of the devil until he decided, I'll do everything in my power to kill them. Oh, yes, I will. I'll kill them. And brothers and sisters, whether you understand it or not, you fell under the fatal blow of that cruel instrument of Satan. And you were the one that he laid in wait for and he killed you. Yes, he did. The Bible said we were dead in trespasses and in sin. Hallelujah. And now I want to tell you, there was nobody, there was nobody that was close enough kin to me. Amen. That could step in there and, and take up for me. What I needed was a blood avenger. What I needed was somebody that would be a blood avenger. I needed a brother. I needed somebody that was kin to me. Amen. That could step in and chase my slayer. My God, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. I needed somebody. But let me tell you, there was nobody close enough kin to me. Because the truth of it is, he didn't just kill me. He killed all my kin folks. He killed all my brother. He slew my mama. 
God. And he slew my daddy. And he slew my cousins. And he slew my aunts. And he slew my uncles. And there was nobody, nobody, nobody. Everybody said nobody. Nobody that could chase my slayer, hallelujah, and be the avenger of my blood. So I want to tell you, brother, that did not mean it was hopeless. I hear a sound just after it happened. I hear the hotness of a holy God. I hear the terror of a holy God. I hear the wrath of a holy God when he looked at that serpent. And here's what he said. I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman that you cost to stand. I'm going to put variance and I'm going to put hatred between you and her. And he said, I want to tell you that the seed of this woman shall one day arise and he's going to be the blood of her. Hallelujah. He's going to be the second Adam. My God, the first Adam was, the, was earthly, but the second Adam was the Lord and he came from glory. He looked like the first Adam. He acted like the first Adam before he fell. But what he really was. He was Adam's blood avenger that come to chase the slayer and eventually it is his desire to destroy the slayer. Come on, wave your hand and say thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. In hot pursuit. The Old Testament is a written account of the blood avenger as he is chasing that one that has slain and killed. You see, he had to be the closest of kin. He had to have my blood. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that on that great and notable day, the very God of heaven came down to this earth. He said, you need a blood avenger. And God said, I'm going to purchase my church with my own blood. But I don't have blood. So I'm going to become something that's got blood. I'm going to overshadow a virgin Mary. I'm going to, hallelujah. I'm going, I'm going to wrap myself up in human form. And I'm going to go walk among them. Hallelujah. So my father, my father became something that actually became, in one sense, a brother to me. Because the Bible said, not only was I heirs of God, but I became joint heirs of Christ. Hallelujah. God told Moses, he said, Moses, a prophet, shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren. I want to tell you that glorious day when the God of heaven came down, robed himself in flesh, and began to become my blood avenger. Hallelujah. The Old Testament tells the tale of him all down through the Old Testament, devising a plan, devising a plan. Come on, you can be seated for just a minute. I feel something moving. Amen. He said, I'm on your trail, boy. I'm mad about what you've done. I hate what you've done. And they can't do nothing about it, but I'm on your trail. And I'm their blood avenger. And when we meet... And when we meet... He didn't say if we meet. He said when we meet. 
I put aside everything that's important to me to become my, my, the blood avenger of my brethren and of my, my creation. Nothing is as important to me. Amen. Somehow, somehow, God put some sort of a, a deal in motion. Amen. That the stars would go on and the sun would shine. Amen. And God programmed a program that would go right on because God said, I've got something that's my number one agenda. I've got something that takes priority and takes precedent over anything I've ever done. God said, i got to do something that means more to me than anything I've ever done. i got to go down there and i got to avenge. i got to go down there and i got to become the nearest of kin to my friend, to my creation that's fallen under the sharpness of sin. Come on, wave your hand and say thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, tell you, my blood avenger, blood avenger, hallelujah, he becomes so kin to me until the Bible said where God got the idea of how he's going to make the blood avenger, he got the idea out of the, by the first man he ever made. Actually, he got the idea of how to make the first man out of the divine plan that he had already drawn up what he was going to be like when he comes to earth. The Bible said that, that death reigned upon all that sinned from Adam to Moses, even on those which sinned not after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is, who is, who is the figure of him that was to come? <laughs> Hallelujah. Said, man, he going to look like you. He's going to walk like you. Amen. He's going to talk like you. Adam, he's going to be just like you. You're where I got the idea. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, he came in Adam's clothes. He came in Adam's skin. But there was one difference about him. He was kinned, but he was my father. Hallelujah. And he brought royal blood. He brought divine blood. That's how he became closely related to me. Was God became a man. Hallelujah. It's going to take more than God, brother, just to chase uh, this slayer. It's going to have to be a man. It's going to have to be a man. And I want to tell you, the blood avenger became closely related to us in this life. And he began to drive. And he began to march. Everything takes second place. Everything sets back. Everything's on hold. Nothing is meaningful anymore. Amen. Don't worry about the galaxies. Don't worry about the stars. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about anything. And it was as if though heaven stood in awe when the God of heaven, hallelujah, came down in the Virgin Mary's womb. Angels of heaven stepped out on the balconies and they began to sing glory to God in highest and on earth peace, goodwill to all men. Thou shalt call His name Jesus. Call His name Jesus. Call His name Jesus. For He shall save His people from their sin. Mm, hallelujah. Getting close. Getting close to meeting time. I've been chasing you. I've been chasing you. Hallelujah. And it's close to meeting time. 
close to meeting time. Hallelujah. I, I chase you all throughout the Old Testament. Amen. I even let them offer a lamb for their sin, but I said put it off for a year because the meeting has not come to fruition yet. And I put your sin forward for a year. But what it all meant was that I'm devising a plan for our meeting day. I'm devising a plan. And we shall meet. And when we meet. And when we meet. Not if we meet. Not by chance we meet. But when we meet. You lied and wait to kill my creation. Now I've been chasing you. My heart is hot. Heaven's on hold. Nothing is as important as playing the killer of my creation. Hallelujah. I'm the blood avenger. And the Bible said there came the time that they began to meet. Hallelujah. And the Bible, God talked about it in Genesis 3 and 16. He said, I got a plan. And this seed of woman is going to bring forth a child. And when y'all meet, there's going to be some kind of battle. When y'all meet, he said, what's going to happen is the blood avenger is going to get his heel bruised. That's what he said. But he said, while the blood avenger is getting his heel bruised, amen, the slayer is going to get his head bruised. Are y'all with this preacher tonight? Hallelujah. You know what that in order? Some of us said, how did it go? Well, the first thing that happened, amen, I want to tell you that in order for it to bruise Jesus' heel and bruise the head of the slayer, it don't take a smart man to figure out what position they were in. Hallelujah. It might have bruised Jesus' heel, but brother, he had his foot on the head of the slayer. I've been chasing you. I've been after you. Hallelujah. For the last thousands of years, I've been planning for this day. I've been practicing. I've been shadow boxing. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've been devising a plan. I've looked forward to this day. I'm not a loser. I'm going to be a winner. I'm the blood of Hinsa. You're going to leave defeated today. Slayer of lost souls. I'm going to become the winner. Got a little job I gotta do. Got a little job I gotta do. Well, I got my, you said, have a minute. I got my foot on your head. Let me tell you what I gotta do. You just stay right there a while while I rub your head with my foot. Cause he said, I have gotta be excused from this right now. Just keep it on hold. I gotta go a three days journey. I gotta go a three day journey. Somebody said Jesus laid down and died for three days. But he might have laid down, but he didn't die. The Bible said that he, he in First Peter chapter 3 and verse number 18, the Bible said they were some spirits that were in bondage. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, just hold everything right here. I, I, some of my brethren, some of my creation is in prison. <laughs> just while I, you know, kind of, while I hold my foot on your head, I want to go where they are. And the Bible said before, and now he's going to, he's one day going to ascend up. But he said, now, before I ascend up into the heavens, what I want to do first is I want to descend into the lower parts of the earth. Before I go up, I'm going to go down. Hallelujah. And brother, the Bible said he went and preached to the spirits that were in bondage. 
He went to those that had been slain, those that had been killed, those that had been crippled, those that had been maimed, those that were held in prison, looking for the coming of the blood of Enjah. Hallelujah. The Bible said, Peter said, he went, hallelujah, and deep, told to deep. The Bible said he led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. The Bible said he went and preached to the spirits that were in bondage. My God. And when he went and preached to the spirits that were in bondage, somebody said, who is that? Who is that? I want you to know, brother, he had been engaged in a battle. He was right now engaged in a battle. And he came walking right down through the corridors of hell. Hallelujah. While he held his foot on Satan's head. Amen. And he walked down as the blood Adventure. And he said, hey, I shed my blood. I shed my blood. That's why when they saw him coming, they said, hey, it looks like he has dipped his garments in blood. Oh, it was a bloody battle, my friend. It was a bloody battle. But he was the blood avenger. And he was not going to give up until he set at liberty those that had been bruised. Walked right down there. Hallelujah. Took the keys. Preached to the spirits that were in bondage. And the Bible said the jailhouse opened up. Hallelujah. Three days later after he was crucified. Let me tell you that the Bible said, he said, I'm coming out of here. I'm coming out of here. But he said, I want to show you what I've done. And the Bible said he went back and took the spirits that were in bondage who were the Old Testament saints. And the Bible said on the day that Jesus raised from the dead, the Bible said they saw many of the bodies of the Old Testament saints come out of the ground. Somebody said, what does that mean? That's God, that means the blood of Israel walked right where they were and said, boys, I won this battle. I won this battle. Come on. The jailhouse doors are open. They rose from the dead and went walking into the holy city. I've lived for this day. I've waited for this day. I've planned for this day. Everything's on hold. It's me and you, devil. Me and you, devil. Me and you, slayer. But I'm going to win because I have become his nearest of kin. And I am the blood of Hinsher. Wave your hand love him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a vivid picture of him. Hallelujah. Everybody say thank you, Jesus. A vivid picture. Bible said Isaiah 63, we get a picture of this hero, this warrior. And, and Isaiah looked and he said, I want to know who is this that cometh forth from Edom. Edom was, uh, was absolutely uh, unmeaningful at all. Or, or Bozra. It really don't mean what that meant. But he said, who is this that comes from there with his garments dyed? Mm, said his garments are dyed. Hallelujah. And he said, what does this mean? Your garments are dyed. And they were dyed crimson. Dyed crimson. He said, you know what you look like? You look like somebody that's got the wine fat all over them. He said, yeah, that's what I look like. Because he said, let me tell you, since you mentioned it, let me tell you what I've been doing. He said, I've been treading the wine press alone. I've been treading the wine press alone. He said, I've been engaged in a battle. And when I got engaged in this battle, he said, I look 
looked and I wondered that nobody was there to help me. But he said in verse number 4, then I realized that this is the day of vengeance and that this is the year, this is the year of my redeemed. Hallelujah. He said, this is Jubilee, boys. This is Jubilee, boys. Woo! Y'all don't feel half of what I feel. My God, if wants a high jump off of there. Wave your hand and say, thank you, Jesus. I may get some of you young men come up here and jump off of me after a while. Hallelujah. Oh, listen. He said, but who are you? Your garments are dyed crimson. They're dyed red. It looked like he had been drenched in the wine press. And he said, it's because I've been all alone. Amen. But the Bible calls the wine press the wrath of God. You see what happened was, amen, he became sin for our sin. The only way he could face brother our, our slayer was that he would become sin in his body. He would take what happened to you. He would take the sentence of everything was pronounced upon you and it would be put on him. And then miraculously and gloriously he would face the slayer and he would avenge for you. And while death would come upon him, he won't stay dead. While his heel gets bruised, his heel won't stay bruised. Why? Because he didn't come to lose. He's the blood avenger. He didn't come to lose. He come to win. I said he come to win. I said he come to win. There he is. He said, I wondered that nobody would help me. But I fell under the wrath of God. I fell under the judgment of God. I became sin for you. And he said, what I've been doing, I've been treading the wine press alone. Nobody could help me. I wonder, but he said, I've been down there just walking around in the wrath, in the, in the wine press of God. Hallelujah. He said, when I looked and saw there was none to help me, he said, mine own arm brought salvation. I saw nobody could help me. I took my own arm. And I said, hey, if nobody can help me, I can handle him all by myself. I'll face it by myself. Angels, step back. I'm doing this by myself. Apostles, step back. I'm doing this by myself. Angels, take your step back. I'm going to face this fight between me and him. This fight's between me and him. Amen. And this church ain't big enough for me and you too. Go ahead and make my day. I'm the blood of vengeance. I got vengeance in my eyes. I got blood in my veins. I come to avenge my brothers. Hallelujah. I am the blood of vengeance. Yonder he comes. My God. I said, said, looks like you've been in an awful battle. You've got blood all over you. And with the blood scar with the blood all over him. And with the battle scars. One day we're gonna see them scars. I believe that. They're gonna say, Where'd you get them wounds? He's gonna say in the house of my friends. Hallelujah. Man, when old Thomas saw them for himself, he said, My Lord and my God. He might as well have said, My blood avenger. Hallelujah. Those are battle scars, and they're scars for me. But when he sees him coming, Isaiah saw him coming, and this is the picture the church gets of the blood avenger. He's treading the wine press alone. Nobody's to help him. He's doing 
doing it all by himself. His own arm is bringing salvation. And he said, who is this? Who is this? It looks like his apparel is drenched with wine fat. But he said, on the other hand, he said, who is this that's glorious in his apparel? Hallelujah. That marches. Travel, he said, but it means march. That's marching in the greatness of his strength. Oh, said, you've been, man, I just had the awfulest battle I've ever had. Boys, I've just been engaged in a terrible battle. But he didn't look like it bothered him a bit. Had blood all over him. Amen. But Isaiah said, but he was marching in the strength of his power and fullness of strength. Watch him. How stately doth he march. Amen. How victorious does he march with honor in his looks. Pompous and solemn in his divine march as he marches. Hallelujah. And he said, oh, I'll tell you what I've been. I, I've been. I've been in the wine press alone. I've been in a battle. But he was not a loser. Isaiah said he wasn't a loser. He said, who are you? He said, he said, I am he that speaketh righteousness. I am mighty to save. I am mighty. I am the blood avenger. I am the mighty one to save. Hallelujah. Mm, somehow, Joshua got... Amen. A vision of him somehow. Call it theophany. Call it Christophany. Call it what you want. But old Joshua marching out one day and he saw a man that had his sword drawn. And I and Joshua said, Would you tell me who you are? One thing I'm gonna know, you a mean looking dude. You bad looking. And he said, What I want to know right now, are you on our side or are you on our enemy's side? Hallelujah. Because I got a feeling Joshua said, If you on their side, I'm getting out of here. Hallelujah. But it was a it was a vision of the Lord of he said, wait a minute, let me tell you who I am. He said, I am, I am the captain of the Lord of hosts. He said, whoa, what you want me to do, Lord? He said, first thing, get your shoes off. Because the ground you're standing on is holy ground. My God, church, what we need to do is like Joshua. He fell down at the feet of his fear and began to worship and praise him. I don't know about you. I'm glad he won the battle. He tread the wine press alone. And brother, he came forth victorious over death, over hell, and over the grave. Mm-hmm. Awful sight. Hallelujah. And when he turned and walked away, when he turned and walked away, he turned like those that would poke fun at their adversary. He did what we call trash talk. Amen. That's what they call it in the sports world. Said they talk trash. That means, that means, they said Larry Bird, why he is right, he'd tell those fellas, said, I'm going to shoot this ball right in your face, and I'm going to do a three-pointer. And it's a no, you're not. And he'd talk trash to him and dribble that ball before you know it. Hallelujah. That's what the sports world calls talking trash. Amen. Can I use it in this sense? Jesus talked a little trash. When he walked away and he said, Now death, where is your sting? Huh? Hey, grave! Hey, grave! Where's your victory? Woo! Marching around, pumping. Not his head hung down, but his head lifted high. Marching stately with power and strength. You know why? He come to save. He come to deliver. He come to 
to face your adversary. He is the blood of Enter. I said, He is the blood of Enter. Come on and praise Him because of who He is. Lift up your hand, clap your hand, and let's praise Him. You know what you can do? Some of y'all are still under the spell of the slayer. You know what you could do tonight? All you have to do, because the blood of Enja faced him for you, you could walk up to this altar tonight and say, Blood of Enja, would you forgive me? And he'll forgive you. And then you could say, I'm going to go to the water, and whose name am I going to be baptized in? The name of my blood of Enja. Now I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And whose spirit is it? It's the spirit of the blood avenger. That's the way he puts his power in you. And so today, guess who you are? I said, guess who you are? Now you are the blood avengers. Now you are the blood avengers. Let's them free. Let's march out there and attack our enemy. And let's reach in the clutches of hell and bring them out. Let's reach into the bars. Let's reach into the hell hole of the world and bring them out because we have become one with the blood of Enger. Come on and praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Somebody on the shelf. He's the blood of Enger. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, you're a loser. Satan, you've lost your hold. Satan, you've lost your power.
Y'all ain't with me tonight. Don't, 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 don't do anything to my memory. And don't, then, don't dull my senses. Don't dull my pain. Because every pain I feel, I'm going to strike again. Hallelujah, let me tell you. He took, he put the drugs away, put the alcohol away, and he walked into the adversary feeling every, every ounce of strength that the slayer had. Walked head on into the enemy and said, go ahead and give it your best shot because this is the last chance you ever going to get. This is showdown. We met this time. We'll never meet again. We'll never meet again. Hallelujah. I'm going to put this to rest once and for all. Don't deaden, don't deaden my senses. He faced your enemy, feeling the pain, feeling the horror, feeling the darkness of sin. Even at one point, the Bible said, he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When divinity moved back from humanity, and humanity by itself said, I'm going to die for my human race. I'm going to die for those I created. Satan, my blood is against you. I don't know. I'm just wondering if somebody will come to this altar tonight and repent. Somebody will come after the Holy Ghost. Somebody will come after some power in your life. Somebody that will come. I don't care what you need. Just come on. Hallelujah. I don't want you to come on tonight. I ain't going to beg you all night either, bless God. I didn't come to this camp meeting to beg folks that think they want the Holy Ghost. Come get it. If you want it, you'd have already been up here. I said, if you'd have wanted, you'd already start. Hey, you think Jesus hesitated on Calvary? No, sir. He said, I come to win. You need to get the Spirit of Christ. Here's a little old girl been raised in a denomination that said we're a bunch of holy rollers. She told her employer, if you're going to call them holy rollers, I won't work for you no more. I'm quitting today because I'm going to that camp meeting. She's come to get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come to get the Holy Ghost. Here's a girl who wants the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Come on, church. Don't make me beg the church to come. Come on. Come on. Hey. Come on. Come on. Come on.